Welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I am your host, Liz. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Marcus. What up? Happy Impact Day. Impactful Impact Day. Thursday. NXT UK Thursday. Uh, MLW Thursday. Uh... Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Woo! Woo! Uh, So, Impact tonight. We had an okay Impact with a pretty great main event. Um, We'll also be talking about a little injury update on Mr. Adam Cole. Um, And then after, we're done with a recap of Impact and we've done the bests of the night. We will be giving our predictions for New Japan Pro Wrestling's Dominion. And we'll explain how all our predictions work once we get there. Um, but for now, let me give a little nutshell on tonight's Impact Wrestling. Not a ton happened. We had Tennille Dashwood versus Rosemary. Uh, the Good Brothers raided the Briscoes' farm. Uh, we had Steve Macklin versus PCO, where PCO got injured, dislocated his shoulder, and that shit looks nasty. Oh, you... we had to look at it for so long too. He took off his he took off his uh his 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 gear and showed there was just a bone he sticking was just like... up. And I was like, no, the shoulder's supposed to be up here, up here. But he rolled with that shit. Down here. He rolled with that. That was amazing. You know, PCO's like undead, bet. He's, and then just keeps going. And you're like, he's like, this stop. Is, this is so great for my gimmick. <laughs> um, we uh, then had Joe Doring versus Josh Alexander. And Doring remains undefeated. Um, we had Honor No More versus Frankie Kazarian and the Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, and we also had announced, kind of announced, another match added for um, Slammiversary, which is Brian Myers versus Rich Swan for the Impact Digital Media title. Um. And Alex Zane was added, was the last man added to uh, the Ultimate X match. After Ace Austin went to Bullet Club. And they stole Alex Zane's socks. <laughs> Typical Bullet Club. It is so funny that they use the backstage comments segment because it's just bleep, bleep, bleep the whole time. In a tiny room with a ton of people crowded in. Oh my god, it was just non-stop censoring. I was like, you may as well not air this with sound. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. So, you want to talk about some news? Um, yeah. So, do we want to... Oh, it's 9-7 to seven Yankees right now. Anyways, that's the news. Okay. Um, all right, let's see. So do we want to start with the, the headline news, or do we want me Let, to start with the... Let's start with the headline news. Get people... All right. You know, give people what they want. 
Yeah, so for. apparently, um, according to Fightful Select, um, Adam Cole, who is actually injured, I kind of thought it was a little bit kayfabe, but it's not. Um, according to Fightful, he's been working with a labrum injury, um, which happened around the time that he started fighting um, Hangman. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently the labrum, which I don't know where the fucking labrum is. I don't know what the fuck that is. Labrum. Is that the hip? Labrum. The labrum? Ew. What? I believe that is like the socket that connects like the hip and the leg bone. Ew. Yeah. That's not good. Um, That's trouble walking then. Yeah, you'd think. Um, but apparently his labrum was torn. Um, it's not been confirmed by AEW or Adam Cole, but sources said that it was. Um, oh, <laughs> the next paragraph, thank you, WrestleTalk, um, explains what the labrum is. It's a cup-shaped rim of cartilage that lines and reinforces the ball and socket joint in the hips and shoulders. Um, Damn, that sucks. Yeah, so apparently he's been fighting through that for a while now, which is kind of batty yeah. to me. That happened to me. I'm not showing up to work. But it's yeah, Adam no. Cole for showing up. If it happens, I work at a computer all day. I'm not showing up. <laughs> so wait, that, that's that's been a thing since he fought Paige? Yeah, hanger. He went through the whole Owen Hart tournament with that. Yeah. Jesus. Man's crazy, crazy. And and his finish is literally kneeing somebody in the head. <laughs> oh fuck. Yep. Uh, speaking of uh, injury updates, I've got a little injury update for you. Do you now? About Mr. Cody Rhodes. Well, we're not in our WWE news yet. What is injury injury updates? It's in the Whatever, same go on. Go on. Well, was that was that all of the Adam Cole update? That was everything I've got for Adam Cole, yes. Okay, all right. Um, well, with Cody, Brandy Rhodes has provided an update on Twitter uh, regarding Cody's torn pec. She tweeted the doctor just repaired Cody's pectoral tendon, which was torn completely off the bone. Successful surgery. He is on the road to recovery now. So good for Cody. Glad he uh, got through a successful surgery. And he, he showed a picture update, I think, before the surgery of where the bruising was now. And it went all the way down his arm, like to his wrist. Looks like a fucking zombie in- infection. Which, isn't that what happened to Cardona? Is it? He said that he tore his bicep, right? Yeah, oh, maybe. I, I don't know. You wouldn't, I guess you would know better than I would. Well, you would know better than I would because he said in his promo tonight. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, did I write that down? Uh, yes, torn bicep. I did write that down. Um, so, well, Cody's a torn peck. So, I mean, yeah, same, same. Tearing, same vibe, not the same. Not the same muscle. Okay. Um, and Cardona's is probably worse because that's in the arm, which gets a lot of movement. Your pec doesn't exactly get much movement uh, on its own. Um, that's why. You mean the bicep? What did I say? 
You said the pack. Well, the pack doesn't get much movement, but the bicep does. Oh yeah. Um, that's why that's why Cardona is wearing a sling. But I think he went through surgery the other day. Um, so, yeah, Cody just went through surgery. Yeah, so a lot of, I mean, I'm considering Cardona in this. A lot of uh, top guys, a lot of the biggest stars in in their respective companies are out on injury, which is very, very weird. Um, and I. Do you have this? Like, I I could just segue into another piece of news right now, which you might have, which I hope you have. There's so much news that just saying I could segue into a piece of news means about Roman Reigns being out. No. Oh, you don't. I have don't it. have any news about Roman Reigns, but I guess I will put my AEW news to the side, and we will just talk about WWE news right it's now. Just, so go it's ahead. It's just a good segue. Top guys. Go being ahead. Out. So. Roman Reigns is apparently not booked for Money in the Bank anymore. Correct. No idea why. He's just not booked for it, which is absolutely fucking ridiculous, because at this point, it's been, what, 70 days since he last defended that belt? Two, over two months. And they put both their... Uh, both their top belts on this guy, and he, at this point, he's not even part-time. He hasn't showed up on TV and all, um, pay-per-views, he wasn't at, uh, whatever the last pay-per-view, Hell in a Cell, was he even at Backlash? Um, uh, I don't know, all I know is that, while I don't have that news in particular, I do know that I read an article that said, the, according to Dave Meltzer, the fight that he's going to have with Riddle is probably not going to be a pay-per-view fight. That is fucking ridiculous um right now that was i think supposed to be a pay-per-view fight it's not going to be anymore but um right now it's looking like um the randy orton fight at SummerSlam is still on and the drew mcintyre clash at the castle phase is still on like you would think with cody their top babyface being out they would have their other top top guy come out of hiding for a little bit to boost some ratings. And like with the riddle match, sell some seats to the fucking pay-per-view. Why not? You get some some eyeballs on your on your go home and your following program as well. At the very least the Fallout program. Like and and Riddle's one of their top baby faces too. Get him yeah. a pay-per-view. I mean, it, at the, like, at this point, Riddle is the same level booking-wise as Randy Orton. I know Randy has so many more years ahead of Riddle, and so much more star power. But booking-wise, they're the same level because they're in a tag team together. And and if if Riddle's match doesn't get a pay-per-view, that is ridiculous. Um, I don't think that they're a tag team anymore. Well, they're still technically a tag team, but Randy's out on injury. Yeah, I think that they're going to break them up. Oh, like, I, casually, just... I'm sure. Like, it, it's... I guarantee it's not going to happen, like... Like, just casually. I'm sure it'll be a, 
big thing because they're the most overact in all of WWE. Um, that a breakup would be a whole few months of programming. All right. Anyway, your W, your yeah. AW news. I yeah. Listen, the AW news is not that important. Um. <laughs> The other news that we have, though, is that, um, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> how about this? Zaya Brookside's engaged. Good for um, her. Yeah, I guess. Um, apparently she's uh, with Sean Custom, who's uh, an indie wrestler. Never heard of him, but what, good for what's her. What's the name? Sean Custom, but Custom is spelled with a K. Yeah, I've never heard of him either. Um, also, apparently, unsurprisingly, um, the MLB is going to have um, part of All-Star Week or whatever, um, the All-Star Celebrity Softball game. And unsurprisingly, guess who's going to be in the All-Star game or the Celebrity Softball game? Is it The Miz? It's the Miz. I'm gonna take his little like Hollywood gimmick just a step further. I mean, the dude's so charismatic. How could he not? That's true. Um. Also, I wasn't um exactly paying a lot of attention. Um, and I don't know if this was something that was. on tv or if it's a spoiler if it's a spoiler sorry there's going to be a spoiler in the next five seconds um the main event of great american bash has been decided has it did you hear about this I, is it a, a opponent for braun yeah i don't think i have heard because uh, i it wasn't on nxt this week okay is it so this was on nxt this week and if it really matters to you um there's going to be a spoiler in the next five seconds um wait is it apollo cruz no okay then yeah no i have so, no idea three two one mute the stream if you don't want to hear this it's camera grimes <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> yeah i don't fucking know what? That's fucking yeah. stupid. Yeah. I mean, good for him, but only if he has his fucking cowboy gimmick or whatever. It's to the moon gimmick. So dumb. Yeah. Hey, Anna. When is a Great uh -huh. American Bash is July 4th, so, I mean, they've got a month mm -mm. to build that. July 5th. What? Well, yeah. I just assumed around July 4th. Yeah. But, like, it's dumb. Um, I'm sure they'll build it and give it a fine story, but I don't yeah, get it. I I, I'm neither here nor there on it. Um, however, last piece of news that I've got is that apparently WWE is working with the creators of Dark Side of the Ring um, to produce a new project. Um, uh, a new Vice series, rather. Apparently, they're heavily involved in the series, WWE. Yes. Um, 
apparently the new series is going to have, unsurprisingly, um, as it was put in the WrestleTalk article, which is also a direct quote from SES or SE Scoops, um, it's going to have a much softer and sanitized tone. I mean, like um, everything WWE does. And unlike Darkseid, um, apparently WWE has given Vice um, access to all of its footage archives, um, as well as the ability, according to WrestleTalk, to use contracted talent. Probably be a documentary series, I would assume. Yeah, I'm sure. Is it? That's not the Vince documentary, right? That's already done. I don't know. I think that's um, But apparently... So the thing that's interesting to me is that Dark Side of the Ring, nobody really fucking knows what's going on there because apparently there were rumors that it was canceled. Vice itself said it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are saying that if it is done for, it's because of the plane ride from hell episode. I mean, I, I guess is shocking. Yeah, they. Uh, they they put a lot of names like big names. Uh, on fire. With that episode that's not shocking yes they did yeah it was a matter of time though before uh one of the big conglomerates fought back yeah but but it is what it is um i am wondering what this new series is gonna be with wwe I'm hoping it's not too sanitary i think it will be but Vice is good at crafting stories, at the very least. They are. They're they're extremely good with uh, docu series. There was um, oh god, I think it was the day of my actual birthday when you were in lockdown. Um, I was gonna go to the grocery store to get some things. And I was like, already, I had gotten like my shoes on. I was all dressed and everything, and I was like. The TV was still on from like having watched it overnight. And they had like some documentary or like some uh, they're um, above the above the law series about shitty cops. And I was just sitting there. And I was like, I just sat down on the bed. I was like, damn. All right, <laughs> I guess we're doing this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm super excited to find out what it is. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm wondering if it's about anyone specific or if it's kind of like a history thing. Like the history of WWE. I don't know, because it's contracted talent that they're allowed to use, so it might be something more present. Or they could be just like, man, I remember this time and inspired me to be a wrestler. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, stuff like that. Maybe of the WWF days. Mm. Although they try everything in their power to cover up the WWF. If you watch their old clips, the WWF has been edited into a WWE or completely blurred out in old matches. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't think that they're allowed to have it anymore. Yeah. Um, any more news? Nope. <laughs> nope. Son of a bitch. All right, let's talk about some impact wrestling tonight. Again, for the folks that can't see what happened, I forgot to change the sign, which doesn't matter to the folks that can't see it, actually. (laughs) Uh, Marion, 
She asked, uh, I think this has anything to do with the WWE Evil series, uh, with how it wasn't well-received. Was it not well-received? Um, I know that the Randy Orton episode was not well, not necessarily, like, well-received. I heard that like it got bad ratings. ratings. Okay. Yeah, like, not watched. Which sucks, because Randy Orton's a really cool heel. Where did that release? Was that on just Peacock? I thought so, but maybe Amy. I've never seen it on the TV guide or anything. Hmm, yeah. I mean, that that could definitely be the case that they're just going to a more reputable documentary uh, platform. A bigger platform like Vice. It's true. Are are they distributing it or are they just producing it? Does it say it all? No. Hmm. It I hope they are distributing it because that would be a lot better for WWE. But anyway, uh, we started off today's impact with a promo from Sammy Callahan. I almost said Sammy Zane. <laughs> uh, Sammy says, every time the lights go on, I beat your ass. I beat your ass again. This is just the beginning. Look in my eyes. You're going to be begging and pleading for mercy. Thumbs up, thumbs down. He's talking to Moose there. Um, then we get in the ring to Neil Dashwood versus Rosemary. Yeah. Um, so Rosemary attacks first. Um, she sends to into the buckles. We get a ground and pound for a little while. Um, and then a fallaway slam. Rosemary looks like she's got a handle on things, but then Madison rain distracts to able to get Rosemary with a neck breaker through the ropes. Um, she then pulls Rosemary ringside, gets her back in the ring. She doesn't really do much ringside. Um, gets her back in the ring, and the cover lasts barely a one count. Rain then takes a cheap shot on Rosemary while the while uh, while Hebner is uh, the referee is distracted by Dashwood. Um, then we get a clothesline to Rosemary and a splash to Tennille in the corner. Um, and then Rosemary like doesn't. It's a very minor move, but it made me like a little like oh. She like took Tanil and like kind of snapped her forward with her arm, and I was like, "Ah, oh, God, my yeah. fucking joints." PCO learned something from that. PCO was backstage, like, "Hell yeah!" He's like, "Now, hang on a second, I uh, I'm about to have a dead laptop." Oh no! Yeah. Um. No worries. Then Rosemary hits a funky little like jackknife cross face something or other on Tennille. Tennille gets free by pulling the hair of Rosemary. We get a German suplex to Tennille. Um, Rosemary puts Tennille or, or gets Tennille up on her shoulders. Um, Tennille gets down though. But then she accidentally gets shoved into Madison and then Rosemary covers to win. Because Tennille so distraught that she bumped Madison off the cover. Or the apron. Ooh. Yeah. Um... That'll probably be a match, Decay versus uh, the Influence at the called Slammiversary. That could be fun. Yeah, hopefully. It'd be nice for them to get the tag titles. Yeah, I think they will because their reign was ended so abruptly and so cruelly. They need um, they need more women's tag teams. They've got like two, three if you count Tasha and Savannah. Maybe four with Chelsea and Diana. 
Yeah. And Giselle's kind of floating between tag teams right now. Is Lady Frost injured? It, maybe. Maybe she is. Um, but then we get the Good Brothers going to the Briscoe's chicken farm. And uh, when they arrive, Gallus says, We're repping what we created, Bullet Club, here on the Briscoe's chicken farm. They said stuff about us that got my gears grinding. They said we couldn't grind. And he turns to Carl and he says, Carl, can we grind? Carl says, hell yeah, kicks a basketball. <laughs> like, is that grinding? <laughs> so now we're grinding. And we get a montage of them uh, going around the farm. They're playing on the tractor, Briscoe's tractor, and then Gallows references uh, the Boneyard match. Between AJ Styles and The Undertaker. Which that was pretty funny. Uh, they check out the tire swing. The attic. <laughs> Carl says it smells like a Tamatonga match in here. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Uh, then they check out the chicken coop. And then they're just like talking to some child. I don't know whose child that was. The Oh Jesus Christ. The Briscoes have so many... Children and people in their immediate family, I have no fucking <laughs> yeah, concept. They're, they're just like talking to the child, picking him up and everything. I was like, is it Carl's child or something? <laughs> no, I think it was one of the Briscoe's kids. Okay, that would make sense. Um, but uh, then they, they, they're coming back from the chicken coop and Gals is like, world famous chicken farmer only saw one chicken. And they start yelling at some old man. And he turns around and says, Who the hell are you? Get the hell off my farm. Carl's like, oh, It's Papa Briscoe. We've been walking over the stupid farm looking for your stupid boys, and we can't find your boys. But then Papa Briscoe just looks at them and says, You'll do. That's creepy. Uh, but then the yeah. Briscoes drive in in their pickup truck and throw a giant fucking stick. <laughs> like a two-by-four. Yeah, just throws it at the at the Good Brothers. I thought it was going to hit the camera guy. Uh, then the whole brawl breaks out. This was just weird. The whole brawl breaks out. Um, Gallows throws a chair. Like, like an actual wood chair. Um, but then Papa Briscoe breaks it up. And then... Jay, or maybe it was Mark. I think Mark. Mark's the bald one. Jay? Right? Yeah, Mark is the bald one, because I assume that Mark should have hair and Jay shouldn't. Okay. Um, Mark runs in with, like, a fucking, like, a, like a scythe. <laughs> it's a long pole with, like, a giant blade on it. Not like a Grim Reaper scythe. Like a crop scythe. No, this is like a fucking medieval weapon. Yeah. <laughs> and then they chase off the, the Good Brothers. And that ends that, I guess. Uh, then we get a promo from Heath. He says, I know Rhino is hurting and injured. I know he needs surgery. It's heartbreaking. The doctor said it could be months or forever. I love that. It's either, you know, months or it's forever. <laughs> What a timeline. What a medical timeline right there. <laughs> Months, forever. We don't really know. Could be tomorrow. God forbid years, but either months or forever. 
Yeah, there's no in between. Uh, what I do know is that Honor No More is about to walk through hell and I'll make sure they all get burned. And then we get Steve Macklin versus PCO, and my god, was this brutal. I wish we didn't! Yeah. Alright. Shall we? Yes, we shall. Alright. So we get some elbows to PCO. Um, PCO sends Macklin almost over the ropes. Like, M Macklin ends up, like, getting the ropes against, like, the tops of his shoulders, so PCO instead sends himself over the ropes. Um, ends up fine. And Mark and I are, are, of course, waiting and wondering every time PCO does something funky, we're like, oh, this could be it. Yeah. And it's, and then, like, now that we know what happens and we saw what happens, I feel so stupid for being like, oh, maybe this is it. Maybe this is it. Because we, we... Oh, PCO's, like, holding his arm a little bit. No. We knew, we knew weeks ago PCO got injured during this set of tapings, and we looked it up last week, and the article mentioned in a singles match with Steve Macklin. As soon as that was announced, we were like, yep, we're going to watch his injury happen today. Yeah. Anywho. Um, so PCO then dives into Macklin through the ropes uh, to ringside, smacks his face on the ground, and immediately PCO goes... And it's not like one of those, like, kayfabe Oh, oh, my jaw. You know, it's not that. It's just an immediate, oh, fuck. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because now PCO is just blood coming out of his mouth in just rivulets, if you will, yeah. to use a nice word. Yeah. Um, he got fucked up in this match real bad. He got fucking, he, I think he told Macklin, dude, I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care. Just do whatever. Yeah. So he then goes up top. And then Macklin. This is the funniest thing to me. I'm sorry. PCO goes fucking up top. He's not quite situated. He still has like his foot on the second buckle and like the other foot kind of on the top buckle. He's definitely setting up for the PCO saw um, onto the apron. Macklin just smacks his ass. And PCO kind of stands there for a second and remembers, oh fuck. And sends himself over the other side of the buckle. And just like slowly falls. <laughs> oh, bless. Funny as hell. Mm -hmm. um, Macklin then spears him. We get a spinebuster to PCO. Macklin starts targeting the shoulder of PCO because I guess like that's just fucking. <laughs> omens baby um pco then goes up top again we get a big superplex to pco from macklin and then a spine buster to pco pco goes up top and then hits the pco salt and um ends up i think he gets thrown into the ring steps now my note does not really give me any context um but pco is then tossed overhead he Macklin then sets PCO upside down in the guardrail as opposed to the buckles um, and spears him after screaming, I'm going to do it. Thank you, Macklin. <laughs> and then Mark and I are already assuming that we have seen the worst of the match. Around this point, Mark and I said it could not get much worse. Yeah, we we're like, he's probably injured already. Like, Yeah, like, oh, we missed the big moment, apparently. That's cool. No big deal. PCO's injured. We already know it. 
Glad it's nothing gruesome. And then Macklin puts PCO's arm between the stairs and the ring and kicks the stairs. PCO lets out a horrible yell um, that sounded like an actual man as opposed to the undead man. Mm -hmm. And then PCO comes free of the stairs and shows off that where his shoulder should be here, his shoulder's now down about here. His collarbone is all the way out. You can see the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Skin is stretching over places that skin should not be stretching over. Shit was and, nasty. Um, the referee's like checking on PCO and he's like, hey, you good? You good? Are you good? PCO's like, I'm rocking and rolling, dude. We're doing fine. Security comes out. He fights security off. Keeps showing off the arm. I was arm. shouting. I was like, put up the X. Fucking put up the X already. <laughs> PCO definitely said, if you put up that fucking X, I swear to God, I'm going to break your neck backstage. Um, then, luckily, we get back in the fucking ring. Macklin hits PCO in the ch stomach with a chair. And hits him with, like, a, a brain buster into the chair, which, furthermore, I think the spear would have been better in terms of dislocated arm things, but, you know, not me. Not my problem. Not my, uh, not my circus, not my clowns. Um, but yeah, so Macklin wins. PCO doesn't die. PCO comes back. PCO does sit back up, and he's like, Ugh, and I'm like, just fucking go away, dude! Go backstage! Yeah, but he. I love you. I love PCO to death. Truly, I do. The only French Canadian in my heart. Whoa, but whoa, I don't whoa. want to what see that Mike PCO. Bailey? What about Mike Bailey? Oh, Mike Bailey, too. Sorry. Sorry, Mike. Um, isn't Alicia Toot also French Canadian? Or is she just French? She, if, if anything, she's French Canadian. Okay. Um,. But I don't know. I I loved how he he continued rolling with it, and Macklin was playing into it. It was like, and the music hit too. It was perfect. Um, I I, it does suck that he got fucking injured and his shoulder dislocated, but everything just came together for the for the story for the gimmick. It was awesome. It was gruesome, but it was awesome. Um, it's like Cody's injury, except Cody had that before the match started. Um, so after that, we had a promo between Diana, Perrazzo, and Tasha Steeles. Tasha says, "What the hell was that last week? We had a mutual agreement to end Mia Yim." Diana says, "We agreed we had a mutual enemy. Not that I would get involved. Plus, you have something I want." I don't need either of your help to end Mia Yim. Uh, Tasha says, you think you, need, you, you think you don't need help? We'll see about that. She walks out with Savannah. Chelsea then walks in. She says, can you believe they think you need help? But it doesn't, help to, doesn't hurt to have a little help. So uh, we'll see that little team come together. Um... I wonder if that'll play into how the Queen's Mountain match is going to go. Maybe they'll conflict because they have to. Thus, taking them out of the match, similar to swerving Keith Lee from Dynamite. Um, but either way, that match will be super exciting. Uh, we then get an interview with Matt Morgan uh, for some reason. 
And he's talking about old Impact and TNA. And what it was like. Uh, but then Vincent walks in. And he says, if it isn't another ghost of Impact's past. For honor no more, at Slammiversary, that all comes to an end. And then we get Joe Doring versus Josh Alexander. And a big point of this match was that Joe Doring is undefeated. Joe Doring, um, also a big point of this match. And by that I mean big boy. Very big boy. Big boy in this match. Um, he made Josh Alexander look almost somewhat normal sized. Yeah. Um... So yeah, uh, a lot of it's locking in, locking down, getting hands on bodies and touching stuff. Just grappling. I don't know. Uh, we get a side headlock on Doring, and then an ankle lock on Doring, but Doring just kicks Josh away like he's like a fucking gnat. Um, Dina then swipes at Josh as Josh goes off the ropes, fails, but like he gets Josh's attention, so Josh is kind of like I don't I don't know if Josh was supposed to fall forward or something because Dina did not get a good hold. Mm-hmm. I, I but think, Josh just kind of like looks back and he's like, "I think he was supposed to." I, I think that went how it was supposed to, and Diener was just swiping so? at him because that's what commentary said that he just swiped. Okay. Oh, Pepita, hi! Just shove yourself through the door. There you go. Um. So then, some forearms from Doring toppled Josh. We get a spinebuster into an elbow off the ropes, which I thought was really cool. Um. Then Doring spends a little time kind of just smushing Josh around, trying to crack his little neck. But Josh powers free, gets a rolling elbow for his efforts, um, in spite of everything. Um, he ends up getting some rapid strikes to Doring, kind of building momentum, trying to take the big man down. Um, hits a walking weapon knee to Doring's back, lifts Doring on his shoulder, but Doring gets free. Um, but damn, it was cool because like Doring's a massive dude, and Josh was just wearing him on his fucking shoulders like a mink stole. Um, or first all. I don't know if that's redundant. Anyway, it's not the point. Um, then we get a rebound German suplex off the ropes to Doring. He goes, Alexander goes for a second, tr gets that, tries to go for a third, doesn't get that. Um, and then I, I didn't quite understand how this match broke down. So Josh Alexander cracks Doring in the face with the flag. Mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He kind of like runs yeah. into him. Yeah, and DQs the match by way of flag. Yeah. Um, after that, we get an interview with Moose. He says, trust me, I'm not worried about Sammy or his mind games. I've played mind games the best. The last person I played mind games with was carried out of the ring by his goons. Who's he referring to? Who, who, mm. Who's the last person he played mind games with that was carried out by his goons i mean he played mind games with josh and that didn't go so well the kenny maybe who was josh or moose won the belt from josh but he wasn't carried out by goons and that wasn't mind games I don't know. Morrissey? Morrissey wasn't carried out by anyone. Cardona? No, he might he might be meaning Kenny. Think so? I don't think they've feud, feuded recently. Or at all. Because they were both heels at the same time, I think. 
It might. I mean, was it Honor No More and Eddie? Maybe. Because he did kind of feud a little bit with them, I guess. I don't know. Um, but anyway, he says, do you think Sammy deserves a chance to be face to face with me? And then the lights go out. Uh, and he says, I'm going to find Sammy Callahan. I'm going to put an end to this. And then after commercial, we can see him wandering backstage. The lights go out. Sammy appears and attacks Moose. Whole brawl ensues. Uh, Sammy ends up bleeding profusely. Um, but in the room that they are, the doors are locked and Sammy shoves the key into Moose's eye. And then we get a promo from Cardona and Brian Myers. And Cardona says, Rich Swan, you're claiming to be the digital media champion. Then why do I have the title? I'm injured. Torn bicep. That means someone else has to carry the lineage of this title. You, Brian Myers, are the new Impact Digital Media Champion. Myers says, My best friend, someone I've known for 20 years, bestowing, you, bestowing me with the Impact Digital Media Championship. Rich Swan, you don't even have a Twitter account. We'll find out who the real Digital Media Champion is. You and I figure this out at Slammiversary. And then we get Honor No More versus Frankie Kazarian and the Motor City Machine Guns. Yeah, and by God, this was a match and a half. Yeah. Um, so we start with Bennett and Shelly there, alternating lockups, alternating holds upon each other. Um, but Shelly ends up getting shoved into the corner and stomped on. And by shoved into the corner, I mean the heel corner. Um, Bennett then is pushed back to good guy territory. Um, gets teed off on by Saban and then Kazarian. Um, Saban gets in. We get coinciding knee drops of sorts to Bennett from Motor City Machine Guns. Then we get Matt Taven in. And we get a boot to the face of Matt Taven and a Hurricane Rana um, from, I believe, Saban. Um, Kazarian then comes in with a spinning neckbreaker to Taven. We get rabbit tags. Um, just Eddie gets in. We get rabbit tags, just kind of targeting his elbow. Um, and then uh, it, it, it. I should have prefaced this. There's not a ton of structure to this match. Yeah. This match is a lot of men fighting each other. The ref gave up on multiple people being in the ring at the same time. Yeah, no. Um, most of the time, there was somebody that wasn't supposed to be in the ring in the ring. Um, we get a drop kick to the face of Taven from Saban. Um, the the TNA team, as I like to call them, was doing very well, just fucking up litter. Um, once Eddie gets back in, we get a stomp to his elbow from Shelly and a little sweep to the legs. Um, he gets a neckbreaker on the ropes, but Ben ends up whipping Shelly off the apron. OGK attacks Shelly before Eddie pounces on him from the ring. Then Kazarian gets kicked by Matt Taven and spinebustered by Bennett. Um, Saban comes in to kind of help out, but he just gets his fucking shit wrecked with a little slap around and he gets powerbombed. And, um, like, at this point, one of my notes was just, like, if one of the members of OGK are in, they're both in. Um, cause that was literally, I didn't know who was in at that point. <laughs> um, 
we got a chop to the chest of Shelly that sends him to the ground by adding a chop back to Eddie. Uh, but a thumb to the eye of Shelly slows Shelly down. Then Bennett gets in, and Shelly sends Bennett face first into the turnbuckle, goes to tag out, but Taven takes both Kazarian and Saban off the apron. Kazarian kind of starts coming back up, and I was like, Kaz, you could just grab the, grab, grab the rope, jump up, and tag in, but, you know, whatever. Um, Eddie then gets in. He does a little bit of flattening of Shelly, who, at this point, just about flat Stanley because he has been run over multiple times by multiple Um, Eddie wants the Tiger Driver, but Shelly drops those hips, locks it in, won't allow it. Um... He fights off Honor No More as best he can. He sends Eddie into Mike Bennett. We get flying forearms to Eddie. Um, but Eddie and Taven, um, they, they, they're both in. Kazarian is somehow, for some reason, also in. He's nearly, like, thrown over their shoulders, um, but he lands on his feet. Saban comes in. He crossbites Taven and Edwards. Then... He sends Eddie into Taven. We get a boot to Taven from Shelly and Saban hits Edwards with a DDT while kicking Taven upside the head. It's very cute. It's a little combination. Um, he wants the cradle shock, but he can't get it. Saban gets the cutter instead. Um, and then for a little while, we just have Motor City Machine Guns just kind of going off. Just having a little fun. Saban ends up diving on Eddie. Taven kicks Shelly. Taven dives on Shelly, Eddie, and Saban ringside. Nearly fucking lands on his head. And then Kazarian is like, oh, I want to do that too. And he goes to bounce off the ropes to go forward, but Mike Bennett pulls him back. Then we get a tiger drop to Saban from Eddie and adjust the knee strike from Taven, but Ta- Saban still... Oh, God, that... <laughs> um, from Taven, but Saban still kicks. Eventually, we get a tornado DDT to Eddie, but Taven hits Shelly um, into Saban as he goes for the pin. Um, we, we go for another cradle shock, but Saban gets hit with a low blow by Mike Bennett, and then we get the diehard drop eddie for honor no more to win yeah um but it doesn't end there heath then comes out to hunt some honor no more with a chair um but uh i mean he's overwhelmed at first but then somehow he fights back against all of them Um, but then vincent and kenny come out to help and that's that's all she wrote. They everyone gets brutalized by Honor No More. Honor No More stands tall. Um oh, Heath also has his leg broken just like Rhino. So he won't be the fourth man. Yeah, Heath like comes down that ramp like I'm going to do some shit and then just gets fucking stepped on basically. And I was like Yeah. Baby boy. I don't know who the fourth and fifth men are. But I think one of them is Matt Morgan. I think that's why they had that interview. It only makes yeah, because he did say I don't like Honor No More's odds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's our re- recap of Impact. Want to talk about the best of the night? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And remember, everyone, stay hmm. tuned for our predictions for. Sunday's New Japan Pro Wrestling's uh, Dominion. And if you have a question for us, leave it in the chat now so it's there when we uh, get to the the Q&A part. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment. We'll get to it in the next one. If you're listening on Spotify, join us at twitch.tv forward slash pinfallpodcast to chat with us live or DM us on Twitter at pinfallpodcast. All right. Uh, now, before we get to the best of the night, let me give a 
quick update on the top 10 wrestlers in pro wrestling in kayfabe. Completely in kayfabe, wins, losses, all that shit. So number 10, from, from Chaka Pro, Balian Aki. Number 9, the Uwu champion of WWE, Roman Reigns. Number 8, formerly the SmackDown Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair. Number 7, the Intercontinental Champion of the WWE, Ricochet. Soon not to be. Number 6, the winner of the Best of the Super Junior 2022, Romu Takahashi. Number 5, from Dragon Gate, Dragon Dia. Number 4, also from Dragon Gate, Yuki Yoshioka. Number 3, the King of Pro Wrestling champion of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Shingo Takagi. Number two, from Dragon Gate, Kota Minora. And number one, from Dragon Gate, Kaito Ishida. All right. So, let's talk about the best of the night. Promo of the night. I mean, I mean, Liz. No. Liz, come on. I'll abstain. I'll abstain, but I'm going to say no. Are they about to win it two weeks in a row? I almost accidentally disconnected my headphones. <laughs> I guess they are. The Good Brothers invading the Briscoes' home. That was hilarious. Oh my god, it's weird. It's like I just got disconnected. I. Uh... That was hilarious. Um, well, I sure hope that this reconnects so I uh, can give my opinions on the best of the night. The line smells like a Tama Tonga match in here. It's hilarious. Tama tweeted, hashtag F Bullet Club. <laughs> wow, so original. All right, let's talk about wrestlers, wrestler of the night. So, three options. You ready? PCO. Alex Shelley and Steve Macklin. Should we just give it to PCO for like being a nut job? For having the dislocated shoulder and rolling with it? I think so. But also, I do want to shout out Macklin for when that happened. He, although it was kind of his fault. Yeah. Uh, but that's a spot that happens a lot in matches. It does. It was very unfortunate. But um he rolled with it well. He ended the match quickly, tried to be as gentle as possible after that, specifically suplexing with the arm that wasn't the one with the dislocation. Um and then <laughs> sold super well that uh, a little spot in the end with with PCO rising again. Matt. Yeah. Now I'm not a big Macklin fan, but he looked like a little boy with the mm. moment that PCO came back to life at the end of that match. Like the terror was like, damn. All right. Matt Macklin's he's going places. Hopefully he gets that Impact title one day. I I think that Impact is a good place for him. He's definitely thriving there yeah yeah um 
Alright, let's talk about match of the night. As always, we go from the worst match to the best match of the night. We'll talk about which match is the match of the night. So, starting with the worst match of the night. With a 4 out of 10, Neil Dashwood versus Rosemary. It, was, it I mean, an influence match is an influence match. It doesn't, like, do anything for me. Yeah. Most of the time has interruptions, so. It is what it is. Uh, next, with a 5 out of 10, Joe Doring versus Josh Alexander. It was fine until, like, the whole flag thing came into play. It was a cheap way to get Joe Doring, um, like, keep him undefeated, but protect Josh. Um, like, what are you doing with Doring that you need him to remain undefeated? Why? I don't know. I don't ever see Doring really going for the world title. Yeah. Uh, next up, 6 out of 10, Steve Macklin versus PCL. The only spot I really enjoyed in this, besides like the, the whole end bit, was Macklin um, doing the crosshairs in the corner of the guardrail. That was sick. That was really cool. Um, but aside from that, the match was, was fine. Um... Fair. Next, and match of the night to me, the uh, six-man tag match, oh, uh, Honor No More versus Kaz and Motor City Machine Guns. I thought this was an extremely fun tag team match, uh, which had a ton of teamwork, which you love to see in tag matches. Yeah, I can't disagree. And it was 22 minutes long. That's a lot of time Damn. for a six-man a match. And it was entertaining the whole way through, so. It was, yeah. All right. You ready to make your predictions for Dominion? Sure. All right, so. Um, let me explain how our predictions work. So, for every pay-per-view, we make predictions on how the matches are going to go. Um the outcome of every match and for every incorrect prediction we have to do a dab of hot sauce and whoever has the most correct predictions will be dubbed the pinfall podcast prediction champion um and deal out a punishment to the loser and i am currently the champion with the egg prize and liz is the sad little loser Fuck. <laughs> All right, let's see. Dominion card. Is this 2020s? Yes. Okay. All right. So the first match on the card. Um, is this really the first match? All right. Um, so it is. Oh boy, that is all yellow. Okay. Hiro Hiroyoshi Tenzan, Master Wado, and Ryusuke Taguchi versus United Empire, which is TJP, Francesco Akira, and Aaron Hinare. Hang on. So, Hiro Tenzan, Wado, and Taguchi? Yes. Versus TJP, Akira, and Hinare.
Okay. I think this is an easy one. I agree, I agree. Who'd you pick? Oh, uh, United Empire. Okay, I was going to say, you're just saying it's easy and not giving who you predicted? Uh, I picked the same, United Empire. Uh, next, is not as easy. Uh, Lij, which includes Naito, Bushi, and Hiromu, versus Bullet Club, which includes Ace Austin, El Phantasmo, and Taiji Ishimori. Wait, Hiromu Takahashi? Yes. Okay. Weird. Whatever. Um, and who? Versus Ace Austin, versus El Phantasmo, and Taiji Ishimori. Um, I'm going with Bullet I am too. Bushi's in there for a reason, and it's to eat the pin. Um, plus, you got the winner, Super Junior, and the Junior Champion. Champion's gonna win. Yeah. Next one's gonna be a very interesting match, and I can't wait to see how this fucking goes. Are you ready? Yeah. Toriano versus Doc Gallows. <laughs> Who the what fuck the booked fuck? this? <laughs> I think that was me, actually. <laughs> Who booked this shit? So yeah, Yano versus Gallows. Mark, who are you choosing? I'm picking Gallows, I guess. I think Bullet Club's gonna come out with some stupid shit. I'll I'll go with Doc Gallows. I I don't know. I feel like it could go either way, but Carl's the one that eats the pin usually. So yeah, it's rare that Gallows gets pinned. All right, next up for the never open weight six man tag team titles, uh, Suzuki Goon, which includes Yoshinobu Kanemaru, El Desperado, and Zack Saber Jr. Versus House of Torture, which includes Evil, Sho, and Yujiro Takahashi. Hmm. Um. Versus Evil, Sho, and Yujiro. I'm gonna make a bad choice, okay? Okay. I'm choosing Suzuki again. Alright, then that's an easy dub for me. I'm choosing House of Torture. Only because the one thing that I want, I want for these guys to fucking lose, and for Jay to be like, you guys suck, can you stop being in Bullet Club? That's what I want. You see, the thing is, the only person who can beat Evil in his shenanigans, aside from Tamatanga, and that's bullshit, um, is Hiromu Takahashi. As he said, he's got his number. But Zack showed that he could take on Evil and Show at the same time. Yeah, but not Yujiro. But is a good one to take the pin. Yeah, but Kanemaru... Man, I just want to belt around Zack's waist, okay? And Despi. Kanemaru's eating that pin. I hope Shut you know up. that. <laughs> Move on. Alright, next up for the IWGP Tag Team Championships, United Empire, which includes Jeff Cobb and Great O'Conn. 
versus Bullet Club, which includes Bad Luck Fale and Chase Owens. This is a hard one. Oh, not to me. Not to me. This is easy. No? Oh, yeah. I think it's easy as well. Who are you picking? I am picking Great Ocon Jeff. Yeah. Um, they are walking into Forbidden Door with those tag titles, and it's going to be um, winner-take-all against FTR. All right, you ready for the next one? This, this one's going to be a piece of cake. This is like full confidence. Oh, and also keep in mind where you want your DQ card to go. Jesus Christ. Uh, Mark, it's New Japan. I don't think the DQ card works here. <laughs> Actually, we've seen. I think we've seen a DQ in in New Japan. I've never seen a DQ. Well, we'll we'll see. Um. So next up in the AEW Interim Championship Eliminator, Hiroki Goto versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. <laughs> I wonder who it's gonna be. Okay. <laughs> uh, that is easy, Tanahashi, right there. Uh, it's obvious. And if it's not him, I'm going to be like, what? Dude, Haruki Goto is mad cool, and he does not get enough respect. I'll be honest. With you. He gets a ton of respect. He was Ring of Honor World Champion. He was, uh... When was he, when was he Ring of Honor World Champion? Oh, God, let me... Sorry for bumping my mic. I have to put respect on my boy Haruki Goto's name. Haruki Goto. Let's see. Let's check out all his titles. He was, um, ba, 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 ba. title reigns, title reigns. I don't know. Was it Ring of Honor? Was I thinking of someone else? Well, he was NWA International Junior Heavyweight Champion in 2007. His most recent title. 2007? His most recent title was the tag titles with Yoshihashi. Remember that? Yeah, which they got crushed. And then uh, for 454 days, he was uh, never openweight six-man tag team champion. That's a long-ass reign. And he was open... And when was that? Uh, 2020 to 2021. 454 days. Well, um, he was it's also, been a year. I'm tired. He's also a 5 never never-open-weight champion. That was from 2018 to 2020 combined. So five different reigns. Oh no, 2017 to 2020. Five different reigns. Um, all right. So you ready for the next one? Yeah, I'm still not over the fact that Haruki Goto doesn't get enough respect. Also, where's Yoshihashi in all this? I miss boy he's not my boy but he's a face <laughs> he's a face that i haven't seen in a while are you ready for the next one yeah i was just asking a question i didn't know if you'd be like oh well he's right here i don't know i haven't seen him uh so for the king of pro wrestling championship shingo takagi versus taichi has the this match been decided uh it should have been um, let me check Twitter. I don't, because the poll was up. 
I don't know if it was ever decided. Let's see, NJPW. Da, 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 where's that poll? Oh, wait. Um, the rules have been set. So, Shingo's 10-minute scramble match. Oh, wow, that's a 10-minute match. So, how it works, it's like an Iron Man match. Whoever has the most pins after 10 minutes wins. It's only 10 minutes. Oh, my God. Ooh, um... All right, I got my pick. What's your pick? I'm going Shingo. I think he's holding. I am up. also going Shingo. All right. So next up, and this is all in order too of how these matches are actually going to happen. Um, next up, Tamatanga versus Carl Anderson. Hot, hot. Tamatanga, that is not Carl. Okay. All right. Uh, so you're going with Tamatanga? I'm going with Tamatanga too. I never said I was going with Tamatanga, but yeah. yeah. Didn't you say that? Oh no, you said you were talking about Tamatanga. Yeah, I just said that he was hot. Huh. Is it, sorry, is it, uh, 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 it's Tamatanga with an O, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because then it's Tango Loa with an A. Yeah, that's well that's what always throws me. Alright, so next up for the uh IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship, Juice Robinson versus Sonata versus Will Ospreay. Sonata's back. I got my pick. Oh, fuck yeah. The Yankees won. Comeback victory, baby. Do you have your pick? Yeah, I got my pick. Who'd you pick? I'm not telling you. You're, I mean, you have to. No. Who'd you pick? <laughs> I picked Juice Robinson. All right. I picked Will Ospreay because he showed up at AEW. I think he's going into AEW with that title and putting it on the line. You pick, yeah. Okay. Oh right. no! I'm so stupid. I'm writing it. It's already in stone. Cause he's probably gonna fight for the TNT title. Wait, no. Maybe he won't. Or he could be in that tournament. He might be in the tournament. I don't tournament? Know. The the All Atlantic title. All right. No. What do you mean no? Oh, maybe. Yeah, it could be. Sorry, wait. Who'd you pick? I picked Will Ospreay. There's already a British person in the... You're right. Okay, he's not going to be... But he could still fight Scorpio Sky for that TNT belt. But, actually, he won't do that. Because there is no way you can book Scorpio Sky over Will Ospreay. Tony Khan. You're doing Zach Galifianakis math. Tony Khan would never book that shit. He's not. Also, whoever owns New Japan would never allow Will Ospreay to be pinned by Scorpio Sky. Never. 
That shit would never happen. All right. He's fighting someone else. Booking Forbidden Door sounds like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, now that I'm thinking about it. All right. Final match for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Kazuchika Okada versus Jay White. Um, I don't think that this really needs deliberation. I think we know who we're both choosing. Do you? And it's Yoshihashi. The third man. <laughs> He's gonna run in! I swear to God! Uh, I'm picking Okada. I think it's more of a money match, Okada versus Hangman. At Forbidden Door. Then Jay White versus Hangman. And they've been booking Okada more as the guy on top lately. I don't think... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. They, they showed their cards. Jay White's coming back to Impact. He's not showing up to Impact as the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, he's not showing up to Impact as the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion because he... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But you picked Jay White, right? You already wrote it down. I can tell you already wrote it down. <laughs> they they showed their hand. No, they wouldn't have been that stupid. There's there there would have to be some sort of pitch. But there. It it is with with impacts tapings. There is maybe there's like a backstage segment where like he's like got the belt and he's like you hold on to this for me to like fucking God only knows what fucking bullet club members also backstage. These impact tapings were gonna they're they're gonna sh cause a hole somewhere. It was a matter of time, and here it is. Miriam said booking Forbidden Door starts with doing a line of coke and letting the, those powers take you as far as it can. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okad is 100% beating Jay. But Jay said that Forbidden Door was about Bullet Club and uh, the Undisputed Elite. What are you talking about? It's actually, he meant to say it's about United Empire. Oh, he FTR. got the UE wrong. Yeah. So, so you picked Jay White, correct? Could still happen. I mean, you could be right. They could throw in commentary and say it's Jay White, the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Just like they did with Cardona and Rich Swan, and make a whole excuse for that, cover that up. It's possible. Entirely. I don't possible. feel so smart right now. <laughs> I 
tits. Um, it's important for us to note that we aren't quite sure if our stream is going to happen Sunday or Monday yet. Um, I mean, we should be transparent about that. What if we just do Sunday morning? Do morning stream. Let's aim for that. Let's aim for an earlier day stream. Start your day off right. 1 p.m. Um, we just have to, well, we have to make sure that that's feasible. Right. Because we don't know the time of the other things. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll announce on Twitter when our stream is going to be on, yeah. on Sunday or on Monday. Um, that'll be happening tomorrow or... We'll do our best to make sure it's Sunday. Absolutely. At some point. Yeah. Um, but this is a lot of predictions. How many do we have different? Not many. Because we have Okada and Jay White. That's one. U.S. title. That's two. Um, the never open weight man. trio. Yeah. That's it. So three. Three. All right. Now, where's your DQ card going? I don't have a DQ card for this one. It's New Japan. Those referees could see a gun in the ring and they'd be like, well, shit. Well, I, let's just see how this plays out, I guess. I'm putting my DQ card at Toriano versus Doc Gallows. Because someone from AW is going to show up. Trent's going to show up and side with Toriano. And knock out Doc Gallows. Wouldn't that be a swerve? Swerve? Swerve shows up. Knocks out Swerve's both of them. There? And then <laughs> it's the third man in Okada and Jay White. No. He knocks out Doc and he's like, yeah, I'm on your side. And then he beats up Toriano. Because that's just <laughs> Swerve's new gimmick. Is being like, I'm the good guy. No, I'm the bad guy. No, I'm the good guy. He's like, Swerve's literally in my name. Yeah. He's like, you should have expected this. All right, so, I mean, you gotta put, you got, it doesn't hurt. You gotta put your DQ cards somewhere, because God forbid, a DQ does happen. Anywhere, literally anywhere, you could put it in Okada versus Jay White. You could put it in, in a triple threat. Oh, Christ alive. You put it... My I mean, lip is twitching. Tamatanga versus Carl Anderson. It's right there. Yeah, I'll put it there. Okay? Okay. That's where I'm putting it. Okay. All right. You want to answer some questions now that we're done with our predictions? I'll answer a question. All right. So Miriam asked, if you had to build Josh Alexander's feud for Slammiversary, what would you change? And, what would, and would you keep Eric Young as his opponent? I'll let you answer first. Now listen. You book Jay White as the opponent. I mean, think about it. There could have also been the possibility of Jay White versus Josh at Slammiversary, but then the owner of New Japan was like, no, Jay's going to be IWGP world champion, so he can't do that. Then they put Eric Young in. I think that what I would do is just 
When did Josh start with Impact? It wasn't recently, was it? I don't know. It wasn't recently. It was like two years ago, if that. I think 2020, if not 2021. You say two years ago as if that's not recent. Well, no, no, no. That's kind of what I'm going for here. Uh, 2018. Bear with. Four years 20, ago. 20. Yeah. He, he was enhancement talent in 2018. When was he signed? Um, because he's been wrestling a while. 2018 still. Because they made do a documentary hyping his debut. And then he teamed with Ethan Page as the North. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, wait, no, no, no. In 2019, Alexander signed a contract with Impact. So 2019, three years ago. Okay. So. Eric Young has been a, a, a part of Impact for a, a minute. Obviously, he was there. He left. He came back. Yeah. What I would do is the good old-fashioned old guard versus new guard kind of vibe where eric's like i've been here since day one and josh is like but i'm the heart and soul of impact and eric's like but i represent what impact is about and josh says but you left and we get that history we bring the history because slammiversary is all about the history of impact and obviously it's anniversary of being impact yeah. and it's the 20 year anniversary of impact as well so i think to make it perfect would be we bring in eric young talking about his history josh talking about his heart and soul those two you know kind of putting logic against heart at the same time nothing better than that josh is emotional and eric young's logical sort of you get yeah. you dig yeah as they say yeah i get it i get it um can make a Oh, that's fucking Vincent. Never mind. Um, I would not do that. I've yelled about this a bunch in at previous episodes. Um, I would do like full blown babyface mad heel. Eric Young, like like take Hangman and CM Punk's feud when Hangman said, "I am protecting AW from you." That's essentially what Josh would do, saying, I'm protecting Impact from you and Violent by Design because you're, you guys are going to turn it into fucking chaos, i.e. what they did to Rhino, um, and, and just go full-blown big heel faction takeover. Maybe add another member. Um have someone betray Josh to join VBD, you know, like, like Bullet Club type shit, but more violent, pun intended. By design. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, just something like that, where it's like, maybe Josh has a promo saying like, Eric, you have a lot of history, but you have gone insane. Like, like these guys, like, really turn them, turn their personas up to 110. But we, we sort of have the same vibe in that sense, in that 
kind of what I'm, I'm trying to go for is that Eric is saying that he is what impact is. Mm. And Josh is like, you think you are because you're fucking out of your mind, but you are the antithesis of impact. Yeah. Whereas I want what's best for impact. Yeah. I, I, no, we got, we got similar visions here. Trust me. But I think what this whole feud is, currently is missing is grandioseness. Like it's missing something to make it worthy of slam of the twentieth anniversary of Slammiversary. Like this is I, big. I think that I think that we agree on that much at least that yeah. we would make it more of a concerto as opposed to a busking on the sidewalk that we've gotten so far. Yeah, like you need people out there. Like, like you, you cannot have people rooting for Eric Young. You need everyone to be on Josh's side, and the way to do that yeah. is to um, have the storyline be a full takeover from Violent by Design of Impact. Similar to Bullet Club, except crazier, um, like, less cool... Less too sweet, more too violent. Um, yeah, I, I think they're they're going a little too soft with this story. Yeah, they are. Um, they really ought to. I, I don't know. Do something dramatic. I, I'm hoping at the very least we're going to get a video package that makes me just like have to dry my eyes a little bit because i think that that's what we're missing and what we should have gotten earlier and that would have sold me a little more even because they they're really good at video packages but the thing and is, i think that the packages were good but i think we need more they they did their their one video normally they have like one video package that's like really good per feud and they did that and it was all about just eric young's past and and rising and impact they already told us what this feud is all about. It's just impact, uh, Eric Young being OG Impact and Josh being new Impact. But there's no scale. I don't know. There, there's nothing. Like, what they need to have is show that Impact will change if Eric Young is champion impact will change for the worse in a large way if eric young is champion like with, when you have a faction like violent by design that has to be the case i i get what you're i get what you're saying especially since the impact world title it's always felt like a very important thing like when christian got the championship it was huge. When Josh got it, it was massive. Um, and then Moose, it like it always felt like a huge deal. I, I, I think my thing is just that, like, the old guard versus new guard thing can be done right. They're not doing it right, though. Yeah. Yeah. I would do it right. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, it also doesn't help that you have... An old guard versus new guard as it is, with fucking 
impact team impact versus team honor no more that's technically old guard versus new guard kind of and you've got the old guard being represented well with frankie kazarian chris sabin alex shelley soon to be uh the uh the the two other guys i forget the one what was his name matt morgan matt morgan and whoever the the fifth man is like you already have your old guard being represented very well have like you can't have the old guard itself be a bad thing with eric young it has to be he is old guard and or old guard but he's gone insane or something yeah i agree I concur. Well, that's all the questions we have. Liz, would you like to close out the show? I suppose. I guess I will. If you tuned in today, thank you so much. And if you tuned in the future, thank you so much. Um, I will actually put these episodes on Spotify. I swear to God, I will. I swear. Also, I just ordered Ace Austin's sunglasses. Nice. Can I borrow them? <laughs> sure. Thanks. I don't even know if they'll fit my head. <laughs> um, I'm sure they will. I think. <laughs> um, so please tune in in the future on Sunday, probably, for our Dominion wrap-up post-show type deal thing, a jigger. Uh, we'll be talking about Dominion. Mm-hmm. I'll be celebrating Zack Saber Jr. having a belt. I will be celebrating him not having a belt, and I will be celebrating Dick Togo managing uh, the best trio on the planet. Oh, boy. And the best manager on the planet. All right. Uh, Please tune in. We'll be here. We're not going anywhere. Yes. Follow and subscribe. Thank you for watching, everybody. all of our stuff at Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, and Twitch is all Pinfall Podcast. We'll be back on most likely Sunday for Dominion Post Show, as Liz already mentioned. Um, and then after that, we'll be back on Tuesday for our um, 2K22 stream. And then the usual Wednesday, Thursday streams, as always. Thank you all so much for watching. Uh, again, we'll see you Sunday. Follow us on Twitter to keep in the know and when we're going live next. And follow to get notified whenever we go live. Have a great rest of your night, everyone. Have a great weekend. See you for Dominion.